Welcome to the FBCLB podcast, where you'll find the preaching of Dave Delaney, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Long Beach. Thanks for listening. Luke chapter number one, Luke chapter number two. We did a lot of standing at the beginning of the service, so I won't ask you to stand again. I want to call your attention to verse number 19 of Luke chapter number two. Luke chapter number 19, verse number two. And we talk about this idea from Mary, verse number 19 of Luke chapter number 2. Probably a very familiar verse, or at least the idea of the verse is probably very familiar to you. It's found here, but it's also found in other passages. But Luke chapter 2, verse number 19, the Bible reads, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The kids were little. We'd always uh, give them a copy of the latest or the newest um, toy magazine. Some of you probably got this in the mail, the little Toys R Us magazine that comes out. We'd give that to the kids uh, around this time of the year. We'd say, find something in the magazine and and circle whatever it is that you think you would want. So I'm driving the kids into school, and I hand it to Gabriel and Ethan, and I said, circle all that you want in the magazine, and then give it back to me. So I'm driving, we're making our way. Gabriel's, you know, keeping the magazine for quite a while. Ethan says, Dad, Gabriel won't let me look. And Dad, Gabriel won't let me look. Dad, Gabriel won't let me look. I said, Gabriel, would you let your brother look at the magazine so he can circle something too before we get to school? And Gabriel goes, Dad, there's, there's just a whole lot to think about, right? We had all these toys, all these pages. The pressure was on. We get to school. We drop the kids off. I reach in the back seat. I grab the magazine. I open it up. Gabriel had gone through and he circled everything in the magazine, right? He left the Barbie pages alone, but, but all the other pages, right? Circled it all, right? He said, I'll take this, or even the little elves in the corner. He circled those guys, right? He wanted, he wanted everything in the magazine. He says, a lot to think about. Man, I got to pick my toy, a lot to think about. Christmas gives us a lot to think about. Christmas gives us a lot to do what Mary did. She pondered them in her heart. Without apology, Mary was a thinker. This is how she's actually revealed in the Bible to us. Almost more than Mary does anything in the Bible, it's recorded that Mary is pondering or Mary is thinking. Mary's dwelling on these things. The, The image often used is she's hiding these things in her heart. In fact, that's what's what's happening in verse number 19. Look at it with me. And Mary kept all these things in, or Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The phrase, kept all these things, literally means she treasured it. She she kept it. She, She packaged it up. She held on to it. She Cling, she clung on to it. She held it. She treasured it. You know, almost like you would make a list of things that are very important to you, right? A list of things that really matter to you. These are the things that are like a valuable to you. These are your list of valuables. Mary does that with these things, the things that the Lord told her. In the, in the end, Mary 
keeps these things in her heart. Why? Because Mary doesn't want to forget these things. It's the same idea that the psalmist gives us when he says, and hide God's word in your heart that you might not sin against. The same image given there is what Mary is doing here. She's keeping them. She's hiding them. She's treasuring them. It's like this very precious list of very valuable things that she's choosing to keep. She's choosing to hang on to. Notice the verse. And Mary kept all these things in her heart and, or Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The, the word pondered, it, it does not mean to aimlessly wander. Okay? It does not mean to aimlessly think. It doesn't mean to just get lost in your own mind and wander down some rabbit trail. That's not, that's not what the word ponder means. Ponder means to intentionally Think about something in particular. How many of you, you can do that simply? You can daydream easily, right? You can, you can ponder about summer vacation. How many of you, right? Ponder about retirement. Ponder about the day when you meet Mr. Right. Huh? You know, like the, we ponder that. We, we, we hold it. Mary keeps these things. She's treasuring them. She hides them. They're valuable to her. But Mary ponders it. She, she goes beneath the surface. It's, it's more than just, well, I was, I was thinking the other day about, no, it's not just, not just I was thinking about, it's I was, I was daydreaming of, I was pondering it, considering it, weighing out the ramifications of what's taking place. Mary ponders it in her heart. Look at verse again, verse number 19. But Mary kept all these things. She treasured them. It was valuable to her. This meant something to her. She kept it. She hid it. She held on to it. And she pondered them, not, not just wishful thinking, not just aimless wandering, but, but soaking it in, going down beneath the surface. In, in fact, you'll find this about Mary often. But ver, chapter 1, look at verse number 20. Look at verse number 28. Chapter 1, just go back a page probably. Verse number 28. So here is the most significant event that has ever happened in Mary's life. The angel comes, he visits her, he announces to her that she would bear a son, and not just any son, but that it would be the Son of God. Look at verse number 28. And the angel came to her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, Blessed art thou among women, verse 29, and when she saw him, she was troubled at the saying, and then notice, and she cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Wait, wait, so she cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be, which is, she was bothered by the saying, she was fearful of the saying, that's true, she was overwhelmed at the idea that the angel of God was visiting her, that was an overwhelming event, but it was more than that, in that she cast in her mind. So when this, when the most significant event took place in Mary's life, what do we find Mary doing in response to the event, right? That's, that's what I'm aiming at. What, what is Mary doing in response to the most significant event to happen in her life, certainly, but 
throughout in the entire human history, what is she doing? She cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. She, she starts thinking back on what must this mean for this angel to be telling me this news. Do you see it? So I wonder if it could be said about you and about me, about us, that over the Christmas season, we cast in our mind what it must mean for Christ to have come into the world. It's, it's, not, just, it's not just there. You know, look, look, down to verse, look down to verse 34. Look at verse 34 of the same chapter, chapter 1. The angel tells her exactly how it will happen. Look at verse, t- tells, tells her how it will happen, verse 31. Tells, him, tells her who he will be, verse number 32. Tells her what he will do, verse number 33. Look at verse number 34. Are you with me? You with me? Look at verse number 34. And Mary said unto the angel, well, how shall this be seeing that I know not a man? Right? So, so Mary is not just reacting to what's, take, what's taking place. She, she's actually slowing down, contemplating, pondering, thinking, keeping, casting into her mind what this must mean if the angel is visiting me and delivering this news to me, well then, what must this mean? And, and how can this be? How shall this be seen that I know not a man? Mary is not simply reactionary. Most people are reactionary, right? Now most people only, they only ever get to like... Step one, here somebody does something to you, somebody says something about you, something happens towards you, boom, you react. Most people are reactionary to that, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But Mary is not simply reactionary. Mary is actually pondering. She's, she's contemplating. She's, she's thinking. Mary was a thinking woman. Uh, more than that, do you remember when remember how when, when Jesus was 12 years old, Mary and Joseph take Jesus to Jerusalem? They, they go all throughout Jerusalem, they participate in the Passover, and then they, they begin this long journey homeward. And as they make their journey home, Mary and Joseph lose track of Jesus. How many of you remember this? You remember this story, right? It's like losing track of Jesus in the grocery store. Like we've we've left our children in the grocery store uh, once or twice, but our children are not the Son of God, right? <laughs> you, you can lose them. It's okay. But don't lose Jesus. That's going to be a problem. But Mary and Joseph assume that Jesus is traveling with somebody else in the group. So, so they, they're, then when they, when they realize that Jesus is, in fact, missing, man, they, they, they hightail it back to Jerusalem, and they find Jesus in the temple, and, and he's teaching the scribes and the Pharisees, and they're, they're listening to the 12-year-old, and they're going, this 12-year-old has more knowledge than all of us, the chief priests and the scribes. Remember that story? How many of you remember that story about when Jesus was 12? Okay, good. Look, look at it. Look at it in chapter 2. It's verse number 49. Look at chapter 2, verse number 49. This is probably forward a page. And he, this is Jesus, and he said unto them, how is it that ye sought me? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business. Verse 50, and they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. Verse number 51, and he went down with them and he came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But look at the end of verse 51. Do you see it? But his mother, who is that? Mary. But his mother Mary, she kept all these sayings where? In her heart. 
She kept all these sayings in her heart. Mary's, Mary shows herself to be a thinker. In, in fact, my, what, I would, what I would argue is that more than Mary is found doing anything on the pages of Scripture, she's found thinking about what this news of Christ coming into the world, what it must mean, what it must be, what, it must, what must be happening, not just not just reactionary to her, not just, oh my goodness, this, no, but she's actually slowing down, being careful, diligent to think about it. She's reflecting on what this must mean. How many of you ever heard the song, Mary, Did You Know? How many of you know that? Like, very famous hymn now. It's, it's a hymn now, right? Thankfully, we've made it through the Christmas season without hearing that thus far, right? Mary, did you know? The answer is yes. She knew. Well, how, how do you know she knew? Because Mary was a thinker. Mary's pondering. Mary's contemplating. Mary's thinking it over. It's, it's sinking down deep in her heart. She's not just reacting to the news. She's taking the news. She's processing it. And she's working it down into her life. Mothers thinking about their children is not anything new. And all the moms in the room can attest to this. Every mother in the room, after she's given birth to a baby, has held that baby close and, and has wondered, has, has pondered, has thought about, oh, what, what lays ahead for this, little, for this little baby? What will he be like? What will his voice sound like? What, what, what will his mannerisms be? What will his attitude be like? What will his tendencies be? How, how, will, how tall will he be? What, what kind of job will he work? He'll be a, he'll be a scientist or, or he'll be a doctor or, or, or he'll be a lawyer. He'll probably just be living in your basement working at McDonald's. That's probably what he'll be, right? But no mom in that moment thinks that, oh, this, this baby is destined for great. Every mom, and there's nothing new about moms thinking about their baby, but there's certainly something different about the way Mary is portrayed in the Scriptures not just thinking about her baby, but thinking about the ramifications of what his life must entail. A.T. Robertson said it this way, says about Mary, she would brood over all. She would brood over it all with a mother's high hopes and deep joy. He said, Pastor, why does this matter? Well, here's why this matters. Because right thinking about God, right thinking about who God is, proper and right thinking about what God is doing, proper and right thinking about God's Word, about God's purposes, right thinking about God produces a good confidence in God. Hear me. Because right thinking about God produces in us a good confidence about what God must be doing. About the plan that God must have. Mary would think about all these things. It's, it's probably not recorded any more beautifully or poetically than in Mary's praise. This is how, this is how I want to end. Verse number 46. 
We're going to go verse 46 to verse 56. And I'm just going to walk right through them just, just quickly. No, no three points or anything. I'm just going to walk through a couple of, the, of, of these. Uh, I'll, I'll highlight a couple verses at a time. Mary's a thinker. Pondering. She's thinking. She's considering. And this thinking, this pondering, this, cons- this, this, this meditating on, it produces one of the most beautiful praises in all of the Bible. A praise that you... We're very familiar with David's praise. The Psalms are praises, right? How many of you, how many of you know that? The Psalms are praises to God, right? And they're, and they're beautiful. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's one of the most poetic, beautiful Psalms in all the Bible. I don't know that, the, I don't know that those are any more beautiful than this one. And yet, oftentimes when it comes to the Christmas story, we ignore this one. This one's probably far more powerful. Look at verse number 46, okay? And Mary said, all the thinking, all the thinking causes, causes their right thinking about God, causes there to be good confidence in who God is and what God is up to. And it, and it culminates in her praise. Verse number 46. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. And my soul doth magnify the Lord. I love that verse. That's one of my favorite verses in all of the Bible. I want that to be so true of me. I want that to be true of my family. I want that to be true of us as a church. I want that to be true individually of you, of your family. All that my soul would magnify God. My soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things in his holy name. I mean, does Mary have a proper understanding of the of the providential nature of our God. So, so he that is mighty has done great things to me. Uh, so God who is infinite and eternal has done good stuff in my life. You know, just good stuff, great stuff, she says. And his holy name. Look at verse number 50. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. Verse 51, he hath showed strength with his arm. Sometimes you'll hear us here at First Baptist, we'll say things like, God flexes his muscles. God, God loves to flex his muscles certain times, right? God flexes his muscles on our behalf. That's, that's literally what she just said. God flexes his muscles in this way, right? He hath showed strength with his arm, which is God went, look, Mary, boom, nothing is impossible to me. Remember when you were little and your dad would flex his arm, right? And you're like, oh, my dad is the strongest person in the whole world. My dad can beat up your dad, right? And then you, were, then you realize, like, actually, my mom's stronger than my dad, you know? And then you got old and you're like, actually, my dad's not strong at all. He's not, not at all, right? 
But remember when you were a little kid, you were like enraptured with how strong dad was. Why? Because he could like open the jar of pickles. You're like, whoa, he's so strong. And here's Mary. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. Look at verse 52. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and he exalted them of low degree. You know who she's talking about there? She's talking about herself. Tie the verse back. He hath exalted them of low degree. Tie the verse, verse 52. Tie it back to verse 48. Just go backwards. Think about what she's saying. He hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaid, me, low, low estate, low esteem, low degree. From, from now on, all the generations will call me blessed. Because, because why? Because I'm better than everybody? Is that, Mary's, is that Mary's approach? No, Mary's approach is, no, he's mighty and he flexed, his, he flexed his muscles in my behalf. He showed himself strong even though I am weak. He has put the mighty down from their seats and he exalted them of low degree. Mary has a wonderful, wonderful self-image. Here's, here, here's the self-image. I'm nothing. God's everything. And this God who is everything is flexing his muscles in my life through this thing. And it's causing me to slow down and think about how good and great our God is. Verse 53, He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent away empty. He hath hoped, which is helped, he hath holpen his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, and as he spake to our fathers Abraham and to his seed forever. Mary, listen, Mary said, God did everything God said he would do. God did everything that our God said he would do. And Mary abode with her, Elizabeth, three months and returned to her own house. Hear, hear me on this. We're done. Hear me on this. Your mouth does not generate that kind of praise if your heart is not confident in who God is and what God can do. And your heart is not that confident in God if you aren't taking time to think about what God has done and is doing in your life. I wonder if this Christmas you will make it a thinking Christmas. Pondering. What Christmas must mean.